to the show. This is the Suicide Prevention Show. We're making suicide a thing of the past. It's part of the suicide prevention movement, the Teen Suicide Prevention Society, and I happen to be one of the co-founders of the society. My name is Jackie Simmons, and I'm your host. And I'm super excited that you're here. We are about to go into an amazing conversation with Kathleen Woodington. For those of you who have avoided the conversation, this is a conversation you're going to want to hang around for. So let's bring it in because when we go on this journey, it's a journey that everyone has experienced in some way, shape, or form. So let's see. Kathleen, are you in the house? Hello, hello. I'm here. Aha. Uh -huh. Well, you're unmuted. Now all we have to do is get your camera. Yay. I think I see you. Okay. Hey, here you are. Yay. Good to see you, Jackie. It's good to see you too, Kathleen. I am so excited and so grateful that you were able to come on the show. I'm honored to be here. Cool. Well, you just bring such a lovely light. Kathleen, when we started the conversation, and it's always an interesting place for me to take people, your journey to do what you're doing, okay? We're gonna have plenty of time to unpack what you're doing now, but I really would love for you to just introduce yourself by sharing a story about the road that brought you here. Um, yeah, I would love to do that. And, uh, yeah, it's been a it's been a really uh, big big journey, and I'll try to keep it really short and to the point. <laughs> oh, I, could go, story. I could go on and on all about the story, right? And oh, no, no, um, I get permission to interrupt. <laughs> You're fine. The 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 value of this is that when we're talking about going from mental health to brain health, mm -hmm. it's a journey most people don't have any experience, any direct experience with. All right, and uh, actually neither did I. So um, so really, yeah, so just kind of getting to the point of the title, um, you know, the mental health, the brain health, and it's only been um, recently that I realized, connecting all the dots as I look back, that yeah, it really was a brain health issue, not a mental health issue, um, even though I was labeled, and even though they really couldn't really label what was going on. And just to kind of take you back to the start, so when I was younger, I had a lot of um, digestive issues, and that was the beginning of um, you know all the inflammation that was happening in my body. And you know, for any of the reader, or for any of the listeners um, that are you know following other summits, that when we have a gut health issue, we actually have a brain health issue. And having not you know any experience when I was younger, really knowing what was going on. I was kind of setting the conditions for, um, you know, the depression and actually, you know, being very suicidal my whole life and having actually attempted it twice. And it was the, you know, the lack of nutrients um, just because my gut was so inflamed. I had candida and all that inflammation again was impacting my brain. It was impacting my whole body. So the, the journey through my life through every decade was, you know, hitting walls like knocked out in bed, major depression, being suicidal, um, and just not wanting to be here and having the anxiety and that total disconnect and that dis the despair that came from all of that. And then it was um, just 10 years ago. So it was in the past decade that I really have been a, um, like a ninja of self-healing and learning and discovery and going deeper and deeper and, um, it all kind of culminated um, 10 years ago when my thyroid gland um, had to be removed. They thought it was malignant, but it turned out it was Hashimoto's. So that's systemic inflammation. It's an autoimmune disease. And thought that once I get it out, it's all going to be okay. But it was actually just cracking open this big, you know, mystery of, wow, now I'm actually even more depressed and have more mental health challenges and health challenges in terms of physical and it was you know unpacking all of that layer by layer and really 
for me, it was getting into the driver's seat of my own life. And rather than listening and saying, oh, I'll, I'll follow what that doctor's saying and, you know, you know, put all the, you know, the steps into place. And it was really, for me, stepping back and starting to actually ask questions like, why is this actually happening? Why do I have all these problems? And um, it was in that journey of actually taking ownership, being in the driver's seat, and then seeking out, you know, how do I solve, you know, the depression? How do I solve all the digestive problems and all the other health issues that I was having? I had multiple. And um, so that's when it really all happened. And then finding out that when I actually healed my gut, lo and behold, and created the conditions for a healthy brain and actually getting the nutrients on board and actually eating vegetables. <laughs> they weren't just decorations on my plate anymore. And really, you know, really anchoring in, um, you know, that health is a skill set. And that's actually what I had to carve out for myself. Like I actually had to be my own um, guinea pig um, to pull this all together. And what I've learned is that, yeah, health is a skill set. I had no idea and mainstream really doesn't teach us how to live healthy. Um, so by going not mainstream, what I call counterculture, it's like, wow, I actually feel better going to the market than to the grocery store. And, you know, just keeping in mind that this is my journey and I'm not telling everyone to, you know, to follow exactly what I'm saying, but take what resonates for you. And I always tell, you know, all my students, everyone that I work with that, don't believe anything I say. This is my truth. And, you know, there's things that might resonate. And I want you to find your own truth in all of this. And most important from all of this is to really question. Question everything. Question what I say. Question what everyone is saying. And most important, question the stories that you're telling yourself. Because I told myself so many stories. And I bought the lie all the time. Like, I can't get up and move in the morning. Um, well, apparently that was just a lie I told myself. And now it's like one of the best things that I do to actually start my day. And um, so really it's about living skillfully. That's kind of what I wanted to share in this journey. And that when I healed my gut, I healed my brain. I'm not, you know, I don't experience major depression anymore or the anxiety. Um, I feel really grounded. I feel better than I've ever felt. And um, yeah, and I actually want to live so much so that my mantra is i feel fully alive and i thrive and i'm addicted to feeling good where before it was addicted to feeling negative and yeah i'm here to yeah inspire other people to get addicted to feeling good because it's available for all of us i'm no special unicorn um it's available to everybody all right um, we, this is funny because we haven't talked about this, but I actually started, um, a, a framework called addicted by choice. And so uh, choosing to be addicted to feeling good sounds like a really good choice. <laughs> and, <yeah. laughs> All right. So the, you, you've said a lot and talk about being succinct. I mean, that was like flat out. Now we've got a lot that we get to talk about and get to unpack and i love it because this concept of living skillfully that health is a skill set caesar not the way that i was raised just to be totally you know transparent yeah and not, neither was i and i really think that nobody nobody is we just kind of hope something's gonna like pull together and we're gonna be healthy but yeah it's, yeah, isn't this kind of like the way it's supposed to be? I mean, we're just supposed to show up and life just happens and we kind of schlep and, you know, we just keep moving along. And it, you, you had a wake up call really early, but it took, it sounds like it took decades for you to make the decision to get into the driver's seat of your life. Yeah, it's only been really in the last decade, like 10 years ago that I had my thyroid removed and it was a real, um, you know, dismantling, like loss of you know, my mental health, physical health, my career as an occupational therapist, relationships, couldn't, you know, get out of bed to take care of a house, so I had to move into an apartment. So it was really like a deconstruction of absolutely everything. And I see that as the absolute gift because it was in losing everything that I actually found me. That's an interesting journey, Kathleen. And that point that 
you didn't make those lo- and those losses were not by choice. And there are so many people that are losing so many compartments of their life yes. and not by choice. And to be able to say, hey guys, there's, there's a gift here for you. There's a skill set here. There's an opening here that you're, 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 the more these things fall away, the more you're likely to find you yeah. is what I heard. Yeah, but it was only in hindsight because I, w- I was kicking and screaming the whole way, massive resistance in the victim mentality, full-blown victim and at okay, the time. Let's so, just go there, back, right? Back. Let's just go there because when we talk about labels, that's a big one. All right, that's a big one. When we're in the swamp, you know, what is it? There's this, there was this poster that said, you know, when you're up a tree and surrounded by alligators, it's hard to remember that the objective was to drain the swamp. You know, <laughs> we, we were reacting to the stimulus of the day and the value in having a perspective that, okay, you know, it, it might make sense looking back on it, but right now it ain't easy. And I want to just honor that place for anybody who's on the call, who's like, don't tell me. I'm like, yeah, I get it. It's not easy when you're in the midst of it. This is, this is not, um, we're being forced out of our comfort zones without our permission. That's perfect. I love the way you said that. We're being forced out of our comfort zone, which is why, um, and this is where you know yoga has really taught me to slow down and especially in the yin yoga practice which is holding poses for you know longer periods of time and it's like a little mini meditation from one asana posture to the other and it was in that that i actually started to train my body and my nervous system so that i could land my awareness in my body and it was like i have to learn how to be comfortable being uncomfortable Whereas in the past, it would be like, just jump to another activity, distract myself. And now I just had to sit and feel that. And that's beautiful that you brought that up because in our culture today, there is so many opportunities just to, you know, to not be uncomfortable and to actually just switch up and and choose something else just to distract yourself. Well, I think that we all probably either have experienced it or maybe we know someone and in the entrepreneurial world, it shows up with changing programs, changing products, changing companies that you're affiliated with, changing you. Um, and you're right, this willingness to be with the emotional experience because distraction, oh my God, we have so many possibilities and, and most of them are not exactly purposeful as far as making us more present or more profitable. And so I always bring those two things together, both presence and profitable, because they are the two aspects that lead to abundant life. They lead to high quality living. A hundred percent. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So so one of presence practice was yoga. What's another one? Um, Well, actually, I would love to to take um, like, if at some time during our time together, I can actually invite the listeners to join us on a, a short practice, or we can do that at the end, or, yeah. yeah. The, and, and so I'll tell you what, we'll, we'll put it towards the end so we give people plenty of notice in case someone's yeah. listening to this on, as a podcast when they're driving. Mm. You know, so we don't, we have to put the disclaimer around, you know, if you're driving while you're listening, because there could be people on live who are driving. It's really amazing. We've got all this technology you know, right here in our phones. So if somebody is listening to this, I don't want them to participate in a relaxation process. Yeah, just has not good written all over it, especially if you have to close your eyes. So we'll put it towards the end so people can, you know, can pause it or turn it off without having to wonder how long to, before they restart it. How's that? Sounds good. Cool. All right, so we'll make some time for that. So we'll save the last 10 minutes and and do a practice together and if you've got if you're listening to this and you have a specific question about anything that we're going to talk about feel free to pop it into the chat we've got katie in the background monitoring that for us and so kathleen you're talking about yoga and i'm going to stick with that for just a minute because this 
phrase you used of a mini meditation as you were moving from one pose to the other. Yes. And I'm like, moving meditation was the only way that I could meditate um, when I first started into that realm. So Tai Chi was my movement of choice at the time. Um, what else? Because yoga is a very solid, you know, well-known, lots of different styles of it. People can find way any way that they want to interact with it. Um, other than that as a presence practice, what's another one? The one that I do um, every day is I do a meditation practice and then I do my mindfulness practice and everything is really, um, for me, it was just really being able to integrate everything and pull in, um, yeah, daily life. So that daily life is, is basically being present, being present, and that daily life is actually, um, it's actually the container that really creates um, well-being, emotionally and physically. Cool. Now I got a question. An example that I would use, so on my, on my cell phone, is I have timers set um, strategically during my day, and it'll just go off, and then that's a reminder, and then I'll have um, three words. So the three words that I have to anchor and to pull out of, you know, being in my mind, let's, you know, have a pause, coming back so that I really remember who I am, because I really see that we are divine beings having a human experience. And when we have a big to-do list and, you know, all the things are kind of like, you know, having to be done, so we think at the same time that we often get caught up in that headspace. So just having a timer, you know, and pausing for a minute, doing, you know, three breaths, and then just saying, you know, I am positive, powerful, peaceful presence, and actually feeling that, just putting, you know, one hand on my heart, the other hand um, on my belly, and just coming back home to myself is a way to, you know, stop the, um, what I call kind of like that hamster wheel, because when we're in the, what we call the fight or flight, or we're like stressed out about our day, that can actually, you know, snowball. And at the end of the day, it's like what we often refer to as, you know, wired and tired because the brain and the nervous system hasn't had a chance to actually calm down and reset. So I'm all about resetting. And when we can set up our day so that we actually take time to pause and then take the next aligned action, connecting with what feels right, checking in, do I have to drink water? Do I need to eat? Do I need to, you know, sit down and rest for a moment and really connecting with what do I need to do to honor myself in this moment? And in doing that, there's a way to, you know, end the day, not being super stressed out, not being depleted, not having given a part of yourself away so that you could fit into another world that you're actually honoring yourself. And basically it's coming into the self-integrity that you are operating your system in this whole universe and that you're in alignment. Wow. That's a lot. Okay. It's so simple. It's just, it's a skill set. Like I had no idea how to do any of this. When I heard meditation, I'm like, what, what's that? I'm going to sit and be, Oh no. <laughs> Yoga. Uh, yeah. So all of this, I'm okay. here, to, here to tell you that if I can do this, yeah, we can all learn skills. <laughs> so we're going to pause and we're going to go back a couple of steps, okay? Mm -hmm. Because you had three words and I wrote down two and so did somebody who's chatting and we all missed the third one. So yeah. it's positive, powerful. Was the other one peaceful? I had peaceful presence and those are my words. So everyone needs to choose like what are the words that are going to actually shift your state back to a state of alignment and where you actually feel connected to yourself. So somebody might choose freedom. I love that word too. So it's really important to really create your own life based on the vibration that really aligns with you. You get to choose. <laughs> All right. So there's a lot of guidance that's accessible for, for choosing. And I know that that's really, really cool that you'll be able to, um, to guide people through this. I'm, 
one of the things that you said has really stuck with me, which is why my brain is going, huh? Hmm? Huh? Stop. <laughs> so, so let's, let's take this. Cause you said two things that I think people often have kind of like they're synonyms, but the way you said them, obviously they're not synonyms for you. They're not the same. And that's meditation and mindfulness. Right. So let's take a step into the land of language, one of my favorite places to play, and share some, some distinctions between the two. Okay. And the way that I, and this is my interpretation of meditation and mindfulness, because I know, because um, I've even taught it in our community centers um, for years, and it's always like, okay, there's some different... Um, definitions. So the one that really resonates for me and the one that I practice is, is that meditation is just a clearing and a settling. Just kind of think of like if you were to shake, you know, um, you know, water and I don't know, water and flour, if you're making gravy or whatever, or just um, water and salt. And then all of a sudden, like all the salt crystals, you know, just kind of settle down. I see it as a settling down and a quieting of the mind. And it's a natural, it's natural for all of us. And it just becomes, again, it's a skill set. We try it for a minute, then we try it for two minutes. Can focus on, you know, the breath, or you know, just focusing on, you know, closing your eyes and visualizing that, you know, there's like a candle or nothing, and just even just focusing on your feet. So it's just a settling down, quieting of the mind, and then med or the mindfulness is what I use when I'm doing my daily life. So. I will, you know, be aware of when I'm in the kitchen and I'm peeling carrots or peeling potatoes, you know, really um, connecting, first of all, with gratitude to Mother Earth for the food, you know, noticing the sound of, you know, what it is that I'm doing, noticing the sound of the knife when it comes onto the cut board. So really opening up the, um, the senses to really be present. And, you know, and then a lot of times what I do, and it's a super simple practice, it's my mindfulness practice that I made up and it's um, the most powerful one for me is I just ask myself inside my head, I just say, what am I doing? So, oh, I'm opening, you know, the cupboard with my right hand and I actually hear the door opening, not off, you know, into what am I going to be doing next Tuesday? Like really bringing it into the present moment. And then it's just like, what am I doing now? I'm taking out a blue plate. Oh, I can actually hear that. And then hearing it, you know, actually come down and then just setting it on the counter. So even if I do that for like 30 seconds or like a minute, it's, um, it's really powerful because it works. And it immediately, when we're in the present moment, it's really hard to be, you know, you, you can't stress about, you know, what's gonna happen in the future or what's in the past and that you actually bring your life force, right? Into the present moment, which is where life is always happening. And again, it's just, um, it's just a skill. There's many different ways to do it, but it just takes the, the willingness to learn how can I be more present in my body and actually, believe it or not, feel the day. So it's not like at the end of the day, because I used to live like a head on a stick. <laughs> All my life was in my head. I had no sense of my body whatsoever. And um, so it's just like feeling the day, like I actually get to feel you know, water on my hands and the feel of soap that I actually get to, you know, when I'm outside, like I can feel the air on my, on my skin and I can really see the beauty in all the little details of nature. Um, a whole new world um, unfolds when we come into the present moment and none of us are here to, you know, to be 100% present 100% of the time. It's a practice. Um, but I know that in doing that, um, life just gets better and better. At least it has been for me. Does that, ex does that explain the difference between meditation? Yeah. So meditation is the stillness. Mm -hmm. I really believe that the two, the two medicines for me, and I believe for, for all people, is stillness and silence. And that is, the, is creating the conditions to really align with your soul and to come back home. So now that, that begs the question, because you started out, saying you start your uh, morning, you would talk about movement. Yeah, but that the movement comes after the meditation. Or sometimes I do the movement and then I, like, I switch it around. Mm -hmm. um, but for me, it's just like living holistically. It's mind, body, soul. So it's not just like one thing. 
will, for me, sets the stage. Like I really want to be integrated for my day and showing up as the best me. So I have foundational practices that really address that mind, body, soul. Meditation is important. Absolutely movement's important. And breath, breath work. So all of these are wonderful, wonderful skills. And the value they brought into your world is that you're off of the medical hamster wheel that you had lived on being a medical mystery. And I don't know about anyone else in the chat, but in my own family, medical mysteries pervade. Yes. And the shifting from a medical medicine model, a sort of a, a body as a machine model, which is what most medicine is, into a place where it's the body is one component and you're like, you're right. It's like wearing a human suit. You know, I mean, it's all in the head and we just, we sort of take the body for granted and take it with us until it gives us trouble. Um, and, and so the gift in the trouble is that it created an opening in that autopilot existence. Exactly. And, you know, that's where I'm going to just invite people, lean into this conversation so that you're not um, going to have to have the uh, trouble. Yeah, you know, that, that you're not going to have to have a breakdown in your body systems before you do this. Because if you start doing the daily things. So we were talking about living skillfully, skillfully. And one of your skills is to create pauses in your day. Yeah, so you do the presence practice of your powerful words and creating our own powerful words. When it comes to creating our own powerful words, I'm just going to backtrack to that one for just a second. Um, anyone who has a question about where you might look in your daily language. Yeah. And, and actually, I'm answering my own question because I had a question. I'm going, where would I go looking for my powerful words? And I guess the answer is in my daily language. You look inside. Yeah. You go inside, you ask, yeah. So it's just connecting to you know your inner guidance. And then, um, because everything's a vibration, everything's a vibrational universe, our words have vibrations. And it's just like, you know, maybe saying a word, just putting your hand on your heart, and it's just like, how does that feel? What is the vibration of that word? Is it expanding? Is it like making my energy expand? Or is it contracting my energy? Um, that doesn't feel good. So you want, we want to go with words that are really going to shift and uplift and expand our energy so that we can remind ourselves, um, you know, when we're in a stressed state, oh yeah, this is actually the real me. These are essence vibrations. Okay. So um, the conversation, you know, me, not me, um, the, the me being the essence vibrations that we hear in stillness. Mm -hmm. um, and you also said in silence, which is an interesting concept in a world that is very noisy <laughs> and getting noisier every day yeah. where we've become, I won't say addicted, but certainly accustomed to having input, to having these bits of data coming into our awareness at ever increasing speeds. Mm -hmm. you know, it used to be that the news was weeks old before you would get it because newspapers had to be printed in the city and then carried across the country. Yeah. You know, then we got news every night. It could be hours old, but every night at six o'clock or 11 o'clock, you know, the world got the news. And it was hours old, but it was news, or maybe there'd be late breaking news, you know. But the reality was very different than what we're dealing with now, where it's instant and it's in our face, and it is often, um, oh, I, I just I think it's a, a addictive. It has an addictive quality. It does actually. I believe that it actually. Um, puts people into a trance state and not like as in like so disempowered so they actually get programmed and it's just like there's so much coming at us like I kind of see it as um, 
you know, kind of getting fire hosed with information and it's really developing, like going back to your own source, your own inner being, your own inner authority. And that to me is more important to plug into than any media. So we're talking about reclaiming your ability to program your brain. Okay. So Absolutely. this is yeah, conversation. But I hold that's what I've been doing like this whole like intensively for 10 years, like really unhooking from what I call the matrix um, and all the indoctrination of all the beliefs, these false beliefs, and you know, really questioning everything and creating um, new beliefs. And I know on my on my healing journey, <laughs> it was quite quite interesting to me when I first found out, you know, reading about the law of attraction, like uh, we're here for joy. And I was just like pretty much dumbfounded. I'm like, I thought it was a joke. I'm like, joy? Seriously? No way. And no, like I really reacted that way. And I was just like, because of all the drama that was going on in my life. And um, it was in really, you know, slowing down. And then I'd be, you know, reading inspirational, um, you know, books in the morning. I'd write out on recipe cards. We're here for joy. And choices were all the powers. And I was just like, this is all new to me. And I'm like, wow, this is so why this is so foreign. How come I never learned this? Like, does everyone know this? And I'm like the last person to find out. And so then I'd have like these stacks of cards. I'd finish my breakfast and I'd be like, pretend you just land. I'd do my pretend game. Um, I'd be like, pretend you just landed off a spaceship. You have no idea what it's like to be a human. Read this and here's the new program. And I would do that day in, day out. Then I do gratitudes and it was literally reframing, retraining and, you know, unraveling um, from what I call all the programming. And it's still like, I'm actually doing a lot of it right now, um, but I've done so much. And I really believe that that was like the real turning point was I'm in the driver's seat of my life. No one told, I just thought I had to follow everyone else. Don't question anything. So it was in this dismantling my body was basically what led me there. So thanks, thanks so much for, you know, like the big, um, you know, the, all the challenges that I've had because it's really, um, you know, made me who I am today. And I'm really happy with who I am today. And I like the way that, um, that I show up in life. I love, I love being alive. And it's really in taking that power. And that's really what I'm all about. It's all about empowerment. And I'm here to really um, cheer people on take back your power. It's a process. And that's what we're all being called to do right now. We are powerful beyond measure. And we all have that. We are divine beings having a human, human experience. And yeah, we're here to claim our power. So the challenge of this day and age is that we are bombarded. And I did a rant about this not long ago that said, who have you given permission to brainwash you? <laughs> very good and that is what you know whether you call it cultural conditioning yeah. or programming you know whatever you want to put language around it the mm -hmm. reality is that we were literally conditioned we were literally brainwashed from the moment before birth after birth whatever you believe the bottom line is it's we absorbed it we didn't get taught our belief systems, we caught them from the environment that yeah. we were in. Yeah. We were blank slates when we were born. And so our society has gotten more and more powerful at conditioning us because it has more and more access to our brains. Yes. So who you get permission to brainwash you is really, really key. And I love the fact that you have a, um, a deprogramming program. For you know, how do you become the programmer of your own mind? This is the skill set that truly matters for me, Kathleen. And I love that you have some great, easily, easily followed um, processes, your practices. And that's what this summit is shaping up to be about is what are the practices that allow you to proactively create your life? this awareness when you first decided to accept the fact that you had not been in the driver's seat because we all think we're in the driver's seat of our lives 
You know, well, I mean, you know, yes, I go to the doctor, but don't I choose whether or not I follow their advice? Mm-hmm. You know, so we have this illusion of control. Yes. And when that illusion broke for you, what was the first thing that you let go of? Hmm. I think I just really let go of For some reason, the word fear just came to me. I just let go of the fear. And that's when I started to, yeah. It's always, um, it's always something that we're always, you know, because it's part of our reptilian brain that we're wired that way. Um, but for some reason, it was just, yeah, being able to, you know, let go of the fear. And it wasn't, it was letting go of that, but it was just, for me, it was more not so much the letting go at that time, but it was just like, it was an opening something um something kind of cracked open in me and it was just this i think it was like being really humble i really don't really know what's going on i don't know that much and i'm just going to be willing to learn oh that's lovely that's lovely willing to learn is a great willingness yeah it was the willingness and the the openness and just being really humble like i actually every day like my whole day is questions um, which I found really powerful. And I just say, even before I showed up on this summit, I'm like, what am I going to learn today? And uh, what am I going to unlearn today? That's my, you know, like, I'm always like, what am I going to learn? What am I going to unlearn? And not attaching to anything. Everything to me is fluid. Everything is energy. And yeah, just not attaching and just being in that flow. All right. This concept of not attaching, I absolutely love. Because... <laughs> The conditioning is to be very attached. Yes. Yeah, the conditioning of our culture is to be very attached, to be attached to our identity labels, to be attached to our careers, to be attached to the people we care about or the people we want to care about us. You know, no. you know it's, it's attach, attach, attach. And the, the, the meaning of life is lost in the attachment because there's no meaning if you're constantly afraid of losing something. And we were having, this is the discussion of this year, 2020, because we've all lost something in the pandemic. We've all been forced out of our comfort zones, you know, without our permission. we've, We've all had something that was taken away by these current conditions. And it's a sense of security, uh, predictability. So the people like you who have been on this journey for a while are coming in with a very different um, framework Mm -hmm. and getting this framework out into the world so that people, even though we're in the middle of a pandemic, you can start reprogramming your brain today. And so that's one of the places we're going to go right now. All right. So if you are driving, you have to stop the program right now and pick it up later. If you're doing anything that it's going to be a challenge for you to go into a relaxed state, then you turn off the tape. All right. I know it's not on tape. I'm dating myself. Okay. You you just stop the stream. There we go. Okay. So Kathleen, what would you like to take us into for a practice? Yeah, so I'd like to take you into um, what I call a grounding and a mindfulness practice, visualization practice. And everything that I share, I do this, like these are tools that I use all the time. And I'm just gonna invite you to, um, just to get really comfortable right now. And just placing your, you can either have your left hand on your heart or your right hand on your belly. And we're just going to start off with connection um, so that we all connect right now, even though we are connected. Um, But we're just going to put that intention out there. And I want us just to breathe together. So we're going to breathe in, taking a big inhale, filling up like a balloon. And then we're going to open our mouth as we exhale, extending that exhale. We're going to do that two more times. Let's breathe in together. Big inhale, 
softening the belly, taking the breath up to fill up the chest. Pause, and now exhaling through your mouth with an audible ah. Breathing uh, towards the spine. And then one more time, breathing in together. You can have your eyes open or closed, and then exhale. Ah, letting go of all your stress, all your worry. And now just resting your hands comfortably onto your lap. And we're gonna do another breath practice. So breath, I love what Dr. Sue Mortar calls the breath. Breath is spirit in the body. This is our prana, this is our life force. And what we're gonna do right now is we're gonna do what we call the four part breath. And eyes can be opened or they can be closed. So we're going to inhale together to the count of four. One, two, three, four. You're going to hold your breath. One, two, three, four. And now you're going to exhale through your nose. One, two, three, four. Hold. Second round. Inhale. One, two, three, four, hold. Exhale through your nose. One, two, three, four, hold. And last round, inhale. Hold. Exhale through your nose. Hold on the exhale. And now just letting that go and just coming back into your normal rhythm of inhale and exhale. And maybe just um, connecting right now with how you feel, just noting, noticing, do you feel a little bit more present? Do you feel maybe some tension has released, you know, either in your shoulders or somewhere in your body? And now what I'm going to invite you to do is I'm gonna invite you to close your eyes again. And this is what I call, um, yeah, take me to peace. So we're just gonna close our eyes. Your hands can be on your lap, or you can have one hand on your heart, one hand on your belly, whatever feels good for you. And now just breathing in. And in your mind's eye, say peace in my body, my brain, and my nervous system. One more time. Peace in my body. Feel the emotions. You're like an actor or an actress and you're calling that up. You're rehearsing that. You're doing that right now. You're commanding that. Mm. Peace in my body, brain, and my nervous system. And you're bringing the visualization in. Imagine that your whole body is filled with white light as you're doing this. We're going to go to the next level. And now saying in your mind's eye, peace in my breath. And knowing that breath is throughout your entire being. So visualizing your body filled with white light, the space around you, peace in my breath. Feel that, command that. We're doing a pattern interrupt also. The next layer, inhale, peace in my mind and in my emotions. Command peace right now. filling up with even more white light, peace in my mind and in my emotions. This is your essence. The next layer is inhale and then saying peace in my consciousness. Peace in my consciousness, filling up with even more white light. And now for the final layer, Inhale and just saying peace in my soul, peace in my soul. Feel that emotion, noticing how you're feeling. So you are a light being, you're coming brighter and brighter. And now what we're gonna do is we're going to say, double the vibration that I feel right now double this vibration. 
double piece. And now we're going to 10x. I 10x. Just because I, I say I can, I can. Notice what is happening in your body and then the energy around your body. And then you can take it even higher. You can go, you know, a thousand X. Illuminate, illuminate. This is what we're doing right now. We're illuminating. You're commanding that. You're changing your state. And now together, what we're gonna do is we're going to radiate. And we're going to take this piece and we're going to share it with all beings, with all life, with the entire universe, with all the animals, with Gaia. And then just imagine like a sun, 365 degrees shining bright, that you are shining, illuminating this vibration of peace to all of humanity. May I and all beings be at peace. May I and all beings be at peace. I am open to give and to receive love and peace. And now with your eyes still closed, before you open your eyes, just noticing how you feel and noticing what has shifted for you. And then slowly opening your eyes and just coming back. So that was what I call the air practice. A is for activate. So we went through the five layers of us as a human being. So in yoga, we refer to these as the koshas. And that was the, the body, the breath, the mind, the emotions, the consciousness, and the soul. So when we actually activated all of those, um, they kind of light up like, oh, she noticed or he noticed. Um, we're not just a body. And we went through the five layers of us as a human, which is the yogic map, and addressing that. So that was activating. And then I, which is illuminate, that's the I in air. And illumination is we went, you know, 10x, 100x, 1000x, however much you want to do. Um, and, then, and then radiate, which is the R in the air practice. And that is, you know, sharing all of this light, all of this love, all of this high vibration with all of humanity. Um, I totally believe in unity consciousness, that we are all one, and that we are here to, um, yeah, shine bright. That was totally, totally awesome. Oh, I'm glad you enjoyed that. <laughs> I really did. And it's like, oh, wow. Yeah, um, it's a chance for, as the host, it was, uh, you know, this is an exercise in intensity for me when I do the summits. And I love the energy of it. And yet this was just like taking a break. And so I was like, oh, cool. Yeah, I get to dial it down. Um, and it's a very different experience of life, Kathleen, being on the journey to actively control the programming that's going on of my brain, my body, and my consciousness. And you're in control. Everyone, everyone's in control. Yeah. The secret's out. They you're don't know that. Okay, so maybe now they do. Maybe now, maybe we can get the secret out a little more. Many, many people don't want control. They don't want the responsibility. And it's because we were conditioned growing up that responsibility meant hard work. Mm -hmm. And so that was one of the first conditionings that I became aware of was that I had bought into the mythology that with responsibility came hard work. You know, why would I want to be a leader? Because leaders have to work hard. And it wasn't until I read um, 1984, where the, the book that was about how they, how they would take children and program them. Yes. And I realized that the same thing had occurred at different points in our history where people who had long-term plans took control of the children and programmed their brains so that you know, 10 years, 20 years later, they would have a willing army. And I hadn't realized it until you know, recently that this kind of 
awareness that some people have and use to manipulate the path of the planet, we need to start maybe sharing just a little bit more that it is completely possible to be the person who programs your own brain, that it is your choice, it is your power, it is your right, and it is totally the human experience is to be able to claim that expression of yourself as a unique point of light in a collective whole and that we're not separate. The culture has gone the way of the individual and that is actually one of the contributing factors in suicide because we've forgotten that we're all connected. Yeah, and that's what I love about, um, because I know for myself and what I experienced and what I shared is that um, there was this separation that everyone else has it figured out. I felt like I was behind this thick 10 foot piece of plexiglass and it's just like, I couldn't actually penetrate life. Like everyone was over there and it was like this, I'm separate from everything. And the, the good thing is, is that we're never ever separate but we can feel that way. And that's why the most important thing my whole life is connection to source. That is everything. And when I have that, which is why I create, you know, get in my driver's seat, I create the conditions for a healthy lifestyle because that is the most important thing because I'd experienced what basically, you know, when I was going through, you know, being suicidal and, and the depression, what I refer to as it was really like the living dead. I actually felt like I was the living dead and there was so much pain and suffering. And it is in that um, I'm going to claim my power. My tagline for my business is access your power, live your truth. Um, and we're all here to do that. And it is in, you know, claiming that power and knowing that we create and co-create our life with the universe. Cool. <laughs> On that note, Thank you so very, very much, Kathleen, for coming on and sharing your powerful practices for presence and this concept of you know, the fact that it's absolutely doable. I loved it. Living skillfully. So yeah. thank you for up-leveling up our skill set. <laughs> Health is a big, broad term. And so thank you very much for up-leveling our skill set. You're so welcome. Thank you, Jackie. Thank you, everyone. Namaste.